Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, they talking all of this Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Podcast. I am your host for this evening, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined by my best friend, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. Say hello, Talk Eric. To me. Hey, I'm back. I'm back, baby. And the return of Josh Prepagina. It's been a pleasure to meet me. <laughs> it's, a pl- it's a pleasure Formerly seeing you. known as JPrep23. Yeah, so what is this, BPF 4 or 5? I think it's 4. So if you, <coughs> if you guys haven't noticed right away, Pash is out with load management. So he'll be out for a couple of weeks for the most part. So we'll be here taking care of you guys. Now, before we get into the advertised content, which is the AEW Revolution pr- preview and recapping Toy Fair, what's going on in the world of wrestling today in the buzz is... In 2020, Bill Goldberg has defeated the Fiend Bray Wyatt to become the Universal Champion. And it was reported earlier today by Uncle Dave that Goldberg versus Reigns, Roman Reigns, will be the match. And the Fiend's going to face John Cena. But with Goldberg winning the Universal title, it shows that the Roman, Roman Reigns is going to challenge Goldberg for the Universal title. So, thoughts on this? it's a strange strange thing that they did today um but i guess the only way to figure it out is if reigns beats bray wyatt reigns get booed but if reigns beats goldberg then they have a better chance of him getting cheered so i guess that's why they did it um I didn't care too much for the outcome, but it didn't bother me like it bothered everybody else too. And seeing everybody complain about it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is this is why I'm one step away from being a casual fan. Here's my two cents. First off, I agree with everything my friend J Prep Twenty Three just said. Um, I mean, it makes sense the whole Meltzer prediction, rumor, spoiler, whatever it is. Aside, I mean, I agree with all that, and. I've said since day one of this show, if you surprise me, I'm into it. I didn't think Goldberg was going to win. I thought we maybe get like a five, six-minute match. He loses. Bray Wyatt gets added to the short list of people that beat Goldberg. And that is not what we got. That is not what the fans thought we would get. And I guess it's not what they wanted. So I love seeing everybody cry on social media. I was pretty excited by it just because <laughs> Saudi Arabia to glorified house show. We shouldn't be getting something cool. We shouldn't be getting title changes per se. And we got another one. Second time the universal title changes out there. That was decent. Yeah. So my thing is, I, I understand the WWE logic of it, but if you actually sit down and think about it, do you really think Goldberg would actually get Roman Reigns cheered? Like, like, like I mean, like during during the entirety of the match, like really, like do you really think people will want to see that? I understand the whole aspect of of Reigns being the fiend is so cle- is so WWE, but Goldberg, <laughs> Goldberg, really? Of all people, Goldberg, really? Like I don't, I don't see that logic. Like I personally think that that entire 
match is just going to get shit on the entire time. That's just me. I think. Uh, I think. The I think. I think Roman's in such a different place now that that won't be the case. I guess my big question or concern is: Do we get a exciting or entertaining match? Yeah, I get or that, is- but you kind of just made my point with Roman's in a different place. So if he was in that place, then why can't you just put him against the Fiend himself? Because it wouldn't work against the Fiend. I mean, it's gonna work against Goldberg. I I don't know. Like I understand their logic. It's like okay, this will get Reigns cheered instead of booed against the Fiend because that's once again Roman beating one of our top guys. But at the end of the day, it's just kind of just sitting down, like kind of got to sit back and watch it for what it is. But I just I can't like wrap my my mind around it. Like really, like. <laughs> I mean, every super fan is on social media crapping all over this. They would be doing the same thing in a month if Roman Reigns beats The Fiend. Oh, yeah. So I, I, oh, yeah. I definitely agree. Keep keep the heat on a part-time Hall of Famer who gets heat no matter who he faces. Keep the heat on him. He's going to have his you know diehard loyal fans that are going to pop and be excited for this. And then meanwhile... Roman has, you know, Roman's going to get loved for dethroning him. It wouldn't happen with Bray. They, I mean, everyone on social media is saying Bray Wyatt's the best thing WWE has going <clears throat> character-wise, gimmick-wise. And if Roman would be the one to end that, we'd be Royal Rumble 2015 all over again. Well, I'm going to pose this question to you guys, though. What's, what would be worse if Roman beat The Fiend or with Goldberg beating The Fiend, because the backlash today, I, I, I believe there'll be backlash regardless, but the backlash they got today, I think is possibly worse than what they would have got. We, we can't really speak on it because it's not going to happen anymore. But I personally think that it'll have been, it'll been nothing compared to what today would be because at least Roman's there. I, I, think, I think this is the better case because... You can get over Rome, or you're you're gonna get over Goldberg, and it doesn't matter because he's not gonna be there. Roman could get hated the day after the day after Mania, the night of Mania, and they'll hate him the following week, the following month, six months later, maybe even the following year. The Goldberg experiment doesn't matter because it's it's a short one month ride, and there's always the free chance that he could lose the title before Mania. Probably won't happen, but him dethroning Bray, I mean that's it's temporary. It's temporary heat because he's not going to be around. Roman's going to be there every week. If Roman were to defeat um, Bray, by no means would that heat go away immediately. That's It's going to stick with him. It'd be right back to square one. Prep, you got anything? Yeah. Uh, I was scrolling through Facebook earlier, and I saw some fun stuff. So, number one, uh, I'm willing, as well as other people, to take everybody's Goldberg figures off their hands, free of charge. I just found it yesterday. And number two, there was a meme of Bobby Heenan holding like a newspaper, and it's a picture of Goldberg holding the title, and the the headline is, You'll Still Watch. So (laughs) you guys can cry all you want. Everybody's still going to watch. I need more of those entrance greats. I should have grabbed, I should have scooped them up heavy when they were on sale. It's just well, we'll get to more within WWE next week when we preview Elimination Chamber. But 
But what we're really here for first is to preview AEW Revolution. So the thing with AEW, AEW, this is their first pay-per-view of the decade and their first pay-per-view since November. And not that I was critical of AEW, but I understood that it was going to take them a while to get everybody acclimated. And so everybody could have a story and everything could have more substance and characters could be actually more developed. So what are your guys' thoughts on AEW's growth from November until now? Lately, so <clears throat> I think they've had their best run. Like this January and February run have been fantastic. Anything leading up to Revolution, they just hit this whole new stride. Where, you know, at first they were they had some rough circumstance, you know, they were trying to push stories that didn't get over. But the difference between them and, you know, New York is they uh got off got off the train and, you know, moved on. So they got rid of the brandy storyline. Uh Dark Order took a back seat. Obviously it's still around, but and I just think their storytelling is fantastic. And for me being a mark the matches just like whoever says that matches don't matter are lying like work rate and matches matter and aw is just such on another level right now i i love everything they're doing i uh enjoyed last night's show and the week before was you know just like cody said it was the best dynamite episode to date um, I feel like the show constantly is getting better and better. Uh, I mean, the company's been around for a year, if you go off like their uh, New Year's Day announcement. But I can't wait till um, September, October when Dynamite's been around for a year because I just think they're just going to keep going up. I mean, I, I you know, as long as the lower card and mid card can keep developing, I'm enjoying everything they're doing. Yeah, and that's 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 the thing for me with the the lower card and mid card because, like Prep said, like the wrestling does matter absolutely, but for me personally, I need the other stuff as well, like the character growth and what everybody else is doing in the mid in the mid card because we know what Cody, the Bucks, and Hangman and Omega are going to bring us, but it was every everybody else beneath them that we didn't really know what, what they were going to bring to the table. But now we do. Go ahead, Prep. How great is it when Darby Allen came out the other day and you're it was like, great. oh. Darby Allen. Was great. Like, I forgot that I really like this guy. I haven't seen him in a few weeks. I didn't complain because he was gone, but when he came back, it was perfect. The same thing. I, I like how they don't try to force people on the show. Like, I'm not upset that Janela's not on because I know that when his time comes, they'll make the most of it. Yeah, Spears. There. I feel like the 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 lower card that is known. They're really holding off on them, and then they're developing like the ones that people don't care more about on the show. And I think that is a genius strategic move because they could put those names like you know Spears is from NXT and WWE. Janela has his name value. Uh, Havoc has his name value. Havoc's been gone for a month or so, and he just came back. I think this week. So uh, yeah, I love what they're doing on a, a lot of things. I mean, it's it's um. You know, we've all talked about like the glory days on like Monday where like you hate the idea of like missing Raw, you might miss something. Like Wednesday, if you know, when it comes to bedtime and I gotta put Valentina in bed and it's like, ah man, while I'm putting her on pause, I'm I'm missing something for, you know, twenty minutes. 
And it's like one of those things, like I'm antsy, like, oh, when she's asleep, I'm looking forward to running back there hit and play and just seeing what I missed. Yeah, and Prep and Prep kind of hit on something that I was talking about with the undercard, like especially with Darby Allen. Did I think he was a good talent? Absolutely. But I think like the fact that when he came back a few weeks ago, like I kind of popped for it. I was like, okay, so he actually has a story. So he's somebody that I, I gotten more interested in. Uh, Britt Baker, I think she's been excellent. Chris Statlander, she's been really good as well. She's getting the, the women's title match. Uh, Nyla Rose, she's actually the women's champion now, and she's actually getting some steam forward. Even uh, the stuff with Orange Cassidy and the best friends, they've all been excellent. And I'm, I've kind of like – grown more to like AEW more because I understand that now I can actually get invested in it because actually stuff go, just going on more than the wrestling and also that Iron Man match between uh, Pac and Kenny Omega was excellent this past week. You have something to say, Eric? No, I was, I was just going to agree with you way when you were chiming in on that. I mean, it, it harps right back to what Prep just said. I mean, the in-ring work in that match. Um, yeah, I had a I don't even. I can't even call him a casual fan. I had a friend over at my house that caught that match, and he's like, "What is this? This doesn't even make sense. This is fire!" Like it, the match, just you know, the first couple of minutes, he's like, "Oh, here you go. You got your wrestling on." And then in a couple of minutes, he's like, "Whoa, what's this? What's that? Oh, just, you know, the move set those guys do is unbelievable." Yeah, and when we when we break, Bull- up, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Bully Ray said it best. You got a pay per view main event caliber match to open AEW Dynamite. What a treat. Yeah, and then when we break down the card, there's actually a match I'm really looking forward to more than the others because of something just they just some from just from one thing that they did this past week week on Dynamite. So we're gonna start at the top of the card. So <clears throat> for the AEW World Title, we got John Moxley challenging Le Champion Chris Jericho. Did, did that sound sexy, guys? I've been working on that all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. It sounded real Baylo like. Thank you. Oh, oh man, they must somebody somebody's getting wet right now. But uh, so on the January twenty second episode of Dynamite, John Moxley defeated Pac to become the number one contender. And on the February twelfth, Jericho had a surprise for Moxley, and that was the debut of Jeff Cobb on AEW. And Moxley would defeat Cobb the next week. And this past week on Dynamite, we had the weigh in, which all hell ended up breaking loose when. Dustin Rose got involved, and Jericho was left standing tall at the end, at the end of the show. And did you guys happen to watch the countdown to Revolution after Dynamite? I had it on in the background. I didn't get to pay attention to it too much in detail. Okay, so there's a few things that happened um, in some of these videos I'll bring up in the show. But one thing in particular with this match is they will show John Moxley training with Randy Couture and Gil Gargano. And uh, Jericho was just excellent. He's like, <laughs> didn't I beat Randy Couture up in a, in a club or something? And just check, look it up on TMZ. So I thought, look it up on TMZ. <laughs> I thought that was great. And uh, one thing they were working on in that video was trying to counter the walls of Jericho. And I'm interested to see if like, if just that from that video package would actually end up being a role in the match when it comes to the walls of Jericho. So, Anything stand out from you guys in this feud? Remember, this is from November. This is from actually, yeah, this is from January to now. Anything stand out for you guys through this entire feud? Yeah, uh, I just feel like it's been executed so much better than what they did in New York. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm excited. It's arguably the two biggest names the company have. Two guys I'm a huge fan of. I'm looking forward to it, but they um, can't really pinpoint one, anything um, specific that in recent memories triggered me more. This is just like it's one of those things they did a nice slow build on it, and I'm just I'm ready for it. 
how much do you guys appreciate like a really good sell after Moxley's been wearing that eye patch for months now? Great. He's You're been okay. seeing it. He's been seen like just in reg- in public with it too. It's crazy. Real Sandman vibes. Who said kayfabe is dead? <laughs> Not <else>? in Florida. <laughs> anything else, prep? Anything on the promo watch? I think Jericho's been excellent this entire time. And my and one thing I want to actually, <clears throat> we talked about this <clears throat> the debut. Well, at Double or Nothing. Well, was it no All Out when? Hangman was going to challenge Jericho, and even when Cody was going to challenge Jericho for the title, you guys think Moxley is the guy? Not it doesn't have to be specifically on Saturday, but do you think he's the guy that dethrones Jericho eventually? I will, I'll I'll jump in. I'll give my prediction. I see the title changing. I, I see Moxley winning. Um, if not, I could see him at some point because. I don't think Jericho has an ego, but it's like, who does he let dethrone him if it's not Cody? Like, it's got to be someone with name value that's going to dethrone him. And, I mean, is he going to have, like, some young buck that's never been a world champion anywhere? I mean, I guess Omega could dethrone him. So, I mean, I don't know. I really feel like it's got to be Omega or Moxie. I think they're the only people that are right to dethrone him, at least with the current roster. Um. But yeah, my prediction on it, I think Saturday, uh, Moxley ends the night with the strap. Yeah, my predict. I'm not sure if I think. <clears throat> I'm kind of taking their approach to AEW. Like, if is it if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And uh, I think Jericho should just keep on running for a little longer. Like, it's doing great for the TV. You know, you you rarely hear a complaint about what Jericho is doing. He's just fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, and as a champion, he just has so much more leverage. <clears throat> for now, I think it's the right thing to just keep the belt on him. I don't think it's sacrificing Mox <clears throat> because either way, he's still a star. But they have to book this match. If if Jericho is gonna win, they have to book this match in a way where Moxley still looks like an animal. So, um, one other input, or I guess my opinion on it, like when the show is ending. Like, in true, like, wrestling fandom thinking, I'm like, okay, Inner Circle is going to be reigning dominant. All Like, I'm, like, thinking, you know, because they're getting the upper hand at the end of the Dynamite. I'm like, they're going to be, you know, reigning supreme all Saturday night. And I think the one, the one comeuppance against them is going to be Moxley getting the title. I just feel like you need that feel-good moment. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm gonna go with Moxley too. Moxley too, because something what Eric said about the inner circle and the whole, basically everything's against Moxley. And in wrestling, when everything's usually against you, the face usually ends up overcoming all the odds. And I'm not the biggest Moxley guy or Dean Ambrose guy, as you guys have known over the years. But if if Jericho's gonna put anybody over, especially in this spot, I think it's Moxley. So. I think Moxley's going to end up leaving with the world title. So, Eric, you go on Moxley and Prep, you're going with Jericho? Yeah. All right, so 57% went with Moxley and on Instagram and 43 went with Jericho. So, everybody seems to be on the Moxley bandwagon. And, and when it's that close and that split, that's when you got an exciting main event. 
Yeah, so no, go, speaking of exciting, so the next matchup on our card is Cody versus MJF. So back at full gear, MJF threw the towel in for Cody and cost, and cost him the AW World title and to never get a title shot again. And in the process, he turns on him post, post-match. And on the January 1st, Dynamite, MJF lists three stipulations for, for Cody to actually have a match with him. And that was you can't, Cody cannot touch MJF until the revolution. Cody must take 10 lashes from MJF and defeat Wardlow inside the steel cage. Wardlow would debut on November 13th, by the way. So Cody takes the lashes, doesn't take MJF, and defeats Wardlow inside the steel cage. Now, I haven't heard from you guys about any of this because when we did talk about the last segment, you guys weren't on. So what are you guys' thoughts on this entire buildup? Because one thing about this is we talked about the buildup from November to now. Some people feel that this met, some people feel that this feud could have lasted long. Could, well, MJF's turn could have waited a while, but I think that gap between the pair of reviews added to the feud. So, what do you guys think? What's the, and what stood out for you? Well, I agree on the sentiment. Like they could have drug it out longer, but it is what it is. We're we're at where we are, and I'm enjoying everything about it. Um, and I could argue until I'm blue in the face. I can't think of a more beloved babyface in wrestling right now than Cody. Um, the, each segment, I thought the lashes was. I mean, the last segment alone, right there. If he wasn't already over, and if you already didn't care about him, you, you could have been sitting there watching AEW your first time ever, and you watch that segment. You you're gonna love that guy. <clears throat> I agree with you. I- Cody might be the best baby face in wrestling right now. And it's a shame that they went the way they did with him being, you know, not able to go for the title again. Because if you look at it, he really should be the one to dethrone Jericho at the end of all this. But I just don't see them, you know, going back on the stipulation they already made. And I think MJF, he's shined through this entire time. Uh, his face at the top of the ramp when Cody beat Wardlow in the cage, I thought it was great. I thought his performance at like during and after the uh, the lashes was great with the late low blow. In the crowd? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought all that was great. And when, when we, me and Pash and Joey talked about the lashes segment, we thought it was so great because of everything everything that was surrounding him when the, 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 guy, the superstar was coming out onto the ramp, got Brandy breaking character at the time because she was still doing the Nightmare Collective. She mm-hmm. broke character, had to go down there, and the Bucks and Kenny and Dustin, all at ringside, they were all concerned for Cody's well-being. I thought all that was great. Go ahead, Eric. You had a fan legitimately try to fight MJF. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and we don't get yeah, and we don't get that yeah. in wrestling all the time. And it's it's real it's really good. And the realism that this actually brought has been fantastic. And like I said, I think that the fact that there have been so many gaps, there were so many months in between the pay-per-views, and the fact that Cody couldn't touch MJF added to this match. So who are you guys going with on Saturday night? You going with guys going Cody or MJF? I got to go MJF. I just think that Cody has like this, like, we talk about Jericho and his ego. I think Cody has like an anti-ego. Where he kind of like doesn't really want to put himself over too much, you know, because everybody knows he works backstage and he's trying to be like the non Triple H of AEW. So 
I have to go MJF, and I kind of think MJF needs the win. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with MJF as well. As a fan, I want Cody to win, but I I foresee MJF winning. Um, the the loss isn't gonna hurt Cody, and I think especially you got you know MJF's got that monster Wardlow, and you know Cody Cody defeated him in his first match. I feel like that's despite him just debuting i feel like that's a strong strong win right there so it's not really going to kill his record or anything yeah i i agree with you guys so it's gonna be a clean sweep i'm going with mjf as well i think somehow some way he's going to squeeze out the win the fact that cody had to go through all these obstacles and loops just to get to mjf i think cody will come up close but at the end i think mjf will win and 57 percent went with cody and 40 i'm just about that so was Oh, wait a minute. Do you say you think it's going to be a clean one? No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's not. But I'm going. So we so we, we all agree. So it'll be a clean sweep for MJF. Now, the match I'm looking forward to the most after just one sit down interview from this past weekend. Well, week on Dynamite. The AEW World Tag Team titles on the line. Hangman and Page and Kenny Omega. They're going to defend against the Young Bucks. And did you guys catch the sit down interview on Dynamite with JR? Like I the whole thing. I'm trying to remember. I feel like I, you know what? I didn't. I didn't catch the catching us in entirety. I saw the clip of it replaying on Instagram. Okay, so basically, it was Jr. sat down with all four guys. They were all buddy buddy, and get, you 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 guys have. Well, we all know Hangman thinks he's my bestie. So <laughs> with the whole hold my beer thing and. Basically, basically, the Young Bucks on the sit-down interview, they were saying the hang, they were singing to Ke- uh, Kenny Hangman, especially Kenny. Kenny, you weren't really known as a tag team wrestler this, this entire time. And Hangman was just kind of sitting back being quiet, and they started kind of going back and forth. And the Young Bucks were saying, hey, you were a jobber before we brought you into the Bullet Club. And Hangman was saying, well, I, I want to leave. But how are you going to leave? You were a jobber. You are nothing without us. And we're the, we feel we're the best tag team in the world, and you guys aren't. So we're so we're starting time to be tag team champions. That sit down segment, I that got me super amped for this match because these guys they 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 did come in as a unit and they are friends. And that whole hangman kind of seemingly separated himself from the group. I think is going to be actually pretty fun to watch. Now, hangman and Kenny they did beat SCU on the January twenty second episode of Dynamite, and like I said, hangman kind of started like branching off. Doing his own little thing, even costing them an eight-man tag against the Lucha Brothers and Butcher and Blade. <coughs> so, what are you guys' thoughts on the AEW World Tag Team Title match coming up this Saturday? Quick question: Do they replay that in the um, the build-up special for Revolution? I didn't watch that. I, I didn't. I didn't watch that part. I, I watched it secondhand. Okay, um, I'm excited for the match. I mean, they're four of the focal points in the company. The I don't think there's been a I know there has not been a tag championship match that has been boring or disappointing. I'm trying to think if there's even been a two-on-two tag team match that has been on dynamite that has been boring. So it, it could be the match of the night. Um, man, I'm really split to see which way it's going to go. Uh, yeah, I, I really like it, it's really hard to call the, the way this match could end. It's like I can only think of like in fandom. I can't even really think of like uh, which like. I, must, I don't think they want a b- belts to go flopping around. It's the 
it was the first title to change. Do we really do they want a third reign to happen? Do they want to end Kenny and Hangman? Do they want the Bucks to get it? Uh, I'm excited for this. I'm looking forward to rewatching that sit down. <clears throat> yeah, I, can we just not leave out how fantastic Kenny Omega versus Pac was on this week's Dynamite? Yeah, that was in my notes. <laughs> that was next. Yeah. That might be on my list. Oh, it, at it, some it, point this it, it's year. a match of the year on the board already. That was great. Fantastic. And that's like, I think that's Kenny's straight, you know, second straight week of, you know, match of the year candidates because Hangman and Kenny versus the Lucha Bros was fantastic as well. But for me, I just look at it like they can't just switch belts too much like i think it's too early kenny and hangman still have a lot left to you know blow up and hangman said it like that this is like the biggest moment of his career and it's very clear that he's taking this tag team title run serious and i think they they eke out the win this week eric Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say they retain. Kenny and Hang, uh, Hangman retain the belts. I mean, I wouldn't hate to see a change, but I, yeah, I just can't. I can't see. I can't see the belt changing. The Bucks win as long as the match is entertaining. I'm not gonna be mad about the result either way. Yeah, I think Hangman and Kenny retain as well. I think Hangman kind of does some heel tactics and kind of like betrays the Bucks because just from watching that sit down interview, you kind of in prep even. Said it too. He's he's taking this way more serious than most than, than the other guys are. And like I said, these guys are a unit. And the fact that Hangman actually go to other levels, actually beat the Bucks, I think is going to actually lead the story. I do think the Bucks will be the next tag team champions, but I think you actually get more out of this because of what Hangman is doing. All right for the for the AEW Women's World Championship, Nyla Rose is going to well hold it before you get on. 53% went with the with Hangman and Kenny, and 47% went with the Bucks. And now for the AEW Women's World Championship, Nyla Rose is going to defend, defend against Chris Statlander. Nyla became the champion by defeating Ryu on the February 12th Dynamite. Uh, I talked about the top of the show, Chris Statlander. She's been one of the people that I've been impressed by the most. Her character, it, like I, I didn't like it at first, like a whole alien thing. I was like, eh. Kind of cheesy, but actually, like I kind of actually really like her, and uh, she's coming in with a two and one record this year and a six and three record overall, being the more contender. Who you guys going with in the women's world title match? I see Nyla retaining. Yeah, Nyla retains. I I love Chris Statlander. I think she's so good in the ring. Uh, The character, yeah, it's a little funny, but kind of grows on me. Like. Like Orange Cassidy. <laughs> oh, Orange Cassidy's great. I don't know how anybody can hate Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> it's almost impossible. Spe- uh, speaking on Orange Cassidy, a few quick hits for some last-minute matches. What well, is going to be Orange Cassidy's first match in <clears throat> AEW? He's going to face Pac. 61 per- 69% are going with Pac and 31% are going with Orange Cassidy. Who are you guys going with? I don't know what to expect from this. I mean, I am this is gonna be fun. This is gonna well, be fun. What was the per- what was the percent for Pac? You said sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yes. How is it that low? <laughs> I, 
This is I'm part fun. of the vote there. I, I'm going with Pac. I'm excited to see. I have no idea what to expect. Yeah, I'm going with Pac, but I don't know if you guys ever saw the match with Jonathan Gresham, who's a fantastic worker, versus Orange Cassidy, and that was so much fun. I'm just looking forward to this. It's crazy because Orange Cassidy's facing him now, and later on, the, like WrestleMania weekend, Orange Cassidy's facing Minoru Suzuki. So he he's having a hell of a year already. <laughs> All right. Also, we talked about at the top of the show a returner in Darby Allen. He gets he's going to get his chance to get his revenge on Sammy Guevara. Seventy one percent with Darby Allen. Twenty nine with Sammy Guevara. Who you guys going with? I'm oh, going with Mister Flashguard himself. He's so good. The he's someone promos are fire. He's someone that I never thought would be at that level. And he's and that, yes. I didn't I think I would like him either. He was good in the ring, but damn, like his character is great, and he's just so compelling. His his whole his whole act, I love it. Yeah, yeah I, he, I wasn't on this the Darby Allen boat, but like <clears throat> he grew he grew on me in the most, in the recent weeks. Like I remember at the Philly show when uh he challenged Jericho for the world title. And Jericho rode his skateboard. Like I thought that was, that, was, that was a highlight. But even when he returned, I thought I actually like popped for his return. And they're actually playing into the story with Sammy Guevara taking him out by uh, slamming his throat into the skateboard. So Darby Allen's going to get his revenge. I'm going with Darby Allen as well. And a match that I just found out that was happening, Dustin Rose is going to take on Jake Hager. Who are you guys going with? I'm I'm pumped for this one. Uh, I'm going for Jake Hager, but I'm excited to see what this match is going to be because uh, Dustin's been carrying the promo, and it it should be exciting. I mean, these guys had matches like forever ago. It's gonna it's definitely gonna be better than what it was way back when. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you got to go with Jake Hager. I think is is it his first match? Yeah, yeah. So it's his first match. He's a heavy, so he's definitely going to win. And never have I ever in my life thought I'd be excited for a match of Jack Swaggers. But here we are, February 2020, <laughs> and I'm pumped for it. <laughs> I'll right. be damned. All right, so that that's all of AEW Revolution this Saturday. So now we can get to the real meat and potatoes of the show and prep could wake up. <laughs> all right, well. Thank, thank you, thank you for, for for showing me that. So, do you guys want to start with WWE first and Mattel, or do you yeah, want to let's start? get that stuff out of the way. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so let's start with. Uh, okay, so we finally saw, we saw, we finally saw, uh, real figures of Elite seventy six. So we got Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker, Lacey Evans, Christian Brood, White is the regular, the Black is the Chase, Braun Strowman, WrestleMania thirty six with the Andre Trophy. And John Cena, WrestleMania 36. Anything from that got line kind of catch your guys' attention? I think I'm the- sure there's stuff I'm going to get, but there's, I don't think, like, the Christian's, like, the most exciting. But, like, the thing that I always get, like, iffy about stuff like that is, like, now I need a brood edge. Now I need Gangrel. And are we ever going to get Gangrel? Well, so, like. Do you have the SummerSlam 98 Heritage? Edge? Yeah, that's actually can be. Since it's 1998, that could be basically deemed a brood edge. So I play that off in my detolf with um, Christian. They're like, it's like an attitude era 
in my attitude era show. So, I mean, I guess you're right on that. But am I going to pony up and buy the Elite, what, oh, no. Seven Edge no. or the what, the first flashback? So, yeah, I mean, no. it's... Well, well, luckily, Edge I, is back. We'll get I, more Edge. I hate to quote it. Ryder said it the best. He said, you buy both, you put the black one in the baggie, you put it away, and then you display the white one. <laughs> I'm upset it's not in a cloth shirt, though. That's my that's one of my knocks against it. That's not a cloth shirt. I think the Otis is fantastic. I think that might be like a, a figure of the year candidate because of the, like, the, the size and the detail put into it. Like One figure I'm shocked you guys didn't bring up during figure of the year, figure of the year we did it in December was the Eric Young figure because I don't have it. But you guys do. And I thought you guys... I think... What was that? I don't know if my... Uh, didn't you shout that out? Yeah, I, you or might did, have said it on a... Did we have a conversation on the side about it? You know what? If I didn't, I definitely... Um, I Not only did I shout it out, I probably messed up the name. I probably said... Not, I'm going to want to say Killian Dane. Um, Wolf. The heck, I can't even forget. What's his first name? Alexander uh, Wolf. Alexander Wolf, I his and it may be because of the chase allure, but I mean when they're all out loose, like there's a little more accessory to go with uh, the Alexander Wolf. That figure is very underrated. Right. I feel like the hype about it is because it's a chase, but it's a really good figure too. Right. So we have anything from that? Anything from that? At least seventy six for you, prep. Uh, I want to say you said a John Cena, right? Yeah, John Cena, WrestleMania thirty six. Yeah, there's a a bunch of John Cena stuff that I like from <laughs> except for one figure that's because I've already have it, but there's a bunch of John Cena stuff that I want. Alright, so next the Legend series is returning to Target, so Legend Series seven, they're picking up where they left off. So we got Razor Ramon with the razor hands and Bobby Heenan as the weasel, Greg the Hammer Valentine and a 1997 Sting, who apparently, on, according to the back of the box, is a former Intercontinental Champion. Former WWE Champion. <laughs> and this is the first Crow look prep, so I know you're excited about that, even though I know the, the paint was bad originally, but as a Sting fan, I'm, I'm sure you, you're ver- looking forward to it. Yeah, the bad haircut, <laughs> the plain face paint. I love it. I can't wait for this figure. And I, I, I'm a... I'm popping for the box too that they went back with the old legends boxes. I, I I'm a little iffy if that's the actual old box or it just has like decals from it. I don't think it's the old box exactly. No, it's it's just, a decal. That's all it is. Yeah. No, that's what I meant. The style of the box. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they use that box for that one random legends wave. Remember the Warrior, Magnum TA, Undertaker. So, yeah. I mean, they, they had those decals on that one, too. But I am excited. I, I I mean, I forget. It was probably on Ryder and Hawkins' podcast, but they mentioned something about, what is it, the network spotlight, I guess, is already done at Target, and I'm yep, guessing that's where done. Legends is going to be. Yep, mm-hmm. So I think Legends is replacing that, and yeah, I'm, I'm always here for flashbacks, so yeah. by all means. Yeah, and you guys will hear it tomorrow, or today while you guys, are, everybody else is listening to this. But I agree with Hawkins and Ryder from this upcoming week's episode. I am a major mark. I subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> uh, they, they couldn't give Razor a new head scan. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Come on. Do I definitely better. agree. 
I'm I'm excited about the Bobby Heenan because I'm interested to see what he's wearing under the weasel outfit. Is it the Andre singlet? I'm I'm curious. I'm excited for the figure. I don't want to knock it at all. I have his two other elites. I just no. I I know Jr. works for AEW, but it's like to me, it's like wow. Jr. had one figure, and it was a build a figure, and then Heenan's on his third elite. Like it's. To me, I just look at it like, wow, it's crazy. This is third elite, and I'm just trying to think of like other people that are managers, commentators that barely have, you know, don't have more than one. I I hate to say it, like it's crazy. Like Michael Cole doesn't have a release figure, mm-hmm. I'm, and you know, I'm everything but his biggest fan. But it's just crazy that you got to think about getting a seven year old build a figure set to get a Michael Cole. It's crazy. And I and I don't have a razor either, so I'm gonna get it. No, I, I have a Scott Hall. I have the was it the the Outsiders Elite Scott Hall. So I don't have the I don't have the razor with that defining moment head scan and, and basic head scan. <clears throat> Next is the Walmart exclusive decade of dominance. We have a Randy Orton from 2002, so that's 2003, with the sling interchangeable heads, uh, the natty that my bestie in the entire internet who I had no idea who the hell it was. With the Divas title. Was May Young. <laughs> With the Divas title, we have a John Cena Defiant Moments repaint and an early 90s Undertaker. Anything from that for you guys? Everything except for the Cena. This is the one Cena I don't need from this whole thing because that was the, as you said, Defining Moments repeat. I think the only thing it didn't have is the bucket hat. The bucket hat. So... To be completely honest, since they're all flashbacks, essentially, I'm going to be completely honest with the fans. I'm probably going to get them all. I mean, I have the recent Natty. I, I don't have any of her other figures. So if you could get, I could have her most recent figure and her oldest design-wise, I'm all for it. The one I'm probably the most excited for, just because as a completist, is going to be that, that Mark Henry Nation of Domination. Oh, yes. I forgot um, to put that in there. Thank you. The, the, the Mark Henry and the you know comma we don't have yet, but, you know, I was, we had, what came first? D'Lo or the two-pack the two came the two first, pack, right? Yeah. The Farouk and Rock. So you had the Farouk and Rock, six months, eight months later, we got D'Lo, and then you had the three, and it's like, you never really just saw three of Nation of Domination. We really needed a fourth, and this Mark Henry um, does it. A year plus ago, when we had the fan central and sexual chocolate one, I was like, "Really? Like, how are they picking sexual chocolate?" Like, and I remember, like, it says if you remember in the packaging, like the runner-up ones, um, Nation of Domination was number one, and then Hall of Pain and something else. But yeah, this one I'm I'm really excited for. This is probably one of the from the whole weekend. It might have been the one I'm the most excited for. Yeah, the one I'm looking forward to most is the Randy Orton. Because uh, 2002, that's my second favorite year. And, I'm, and the fact that he has the bad haircut and the sling from like his RNN update, because I'm sure you guys, I'm not, you guys have seen the, uh, the Ruthless Aggression documentary on Evolution. Yeah. You guys both show me today. And that had never needs to come off. Oh, it's, it's never coming off. It's, it's not. The bad haircut one, that's staying on. And the Natty figure looks better than Natty did back then because she looked terrible in 2007 at the Great American Bash where she fought uh, Michelle McCool for the title. And... Alo doesn't fuck with basics, so I'm not even going to talk about basics, except that Velotine Dream uh, Hollywood Sin. should not be a basic in a battle pack. Uh, so <clears throat> next is the Ultimate Editions. We have a Becky Lynch from WrestleMania 36 and a John Cena from Royal Rumble 2008. 
Yeah, Becky's face scans on the Ultimate Editions, I'm not too keen on. How about the but one the that was John on there already? How about the, the the Becky head that's already that, the default head? I think that's the best one. I think that looks like her more than the second one. With the side hair? Yeah, the one that yes. her hair's not yes. messed up. Yeah, like I'm looking at it right now. It it might just be that this is a prototype, but I don't know. It just looks silly. I can't get down with it. Yeah, I might I, have to see like inbox pictures. Yeah, because yeah, I For, since it's since it's a mock up, I'm sure it'll be in ringside soon. Since it's already, since it's already a mock up, maybe in a month or so. But I think the head scan that's already on her looks like her. The second one, no. Go ahead, Eric. Random. This is series four, correct? Uh, yes. Have you seen three in stores? No. Me o- only on only on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. My target. Oh, I actually got my target just restocked last year's top picks from 2019, like the Rollins with the two belts. They just restocked that yesterday. When I walked into Target. I always forget that is a top picks, isn't it? Yes. The yeah, first set of top yeah, picks. Yeah, it was. That was the first. Okay. Yeah, they they just. Restocked I saw that yesterday. I saw somebody like post that. I don't know if it was the caption or if it was the package. You know what? It was a a. Pa- it was a repackage that had a full set of tag belts to like, and then it had a shirt and it was supposed to be like from when Dean turned heel and I'm sitting here. I'm like, that wasn't a top talents, but I guess it was. There we go. Yeah. I like both of these. They're, they're both pretty cool. I was a fan of, they did that, that basic that was, I think a Walgreens exclusive. Maybe it was a Toys R Us exclusive, but you remember a couple of years ago, th- two or three years ago, there was a, uh, the hustle loyalty respect John Cena shirt. And it was exclusive to some store, and it, it it was a cool figure. And it, you know, I don't think I ever ran into it in the wild. I might have slipped up and got it, um, but this being an elite, uh, I'm for it. Yeah, a, this the both of them, no brainer. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, well, I'm gonna get both because, like I said, I I think the the head sculpt that's on Becky already looks like Becky, and then you also get both the belts and. For whatever reason, they put more work. They redid the belts. I'm not sure if you guys heard about that in the Ultimate Editions. Like, like the Brock for the Universal title in his Ultimate Edition, they redid it. So the color's not as bright. I heard that was making better, but then here's, here's my beef. If that's it's the shorter. Case. On what? I, I don't think – I'm not sure if they said it can't fit around his waist or it's shorter. That's usually the issue with him. That may fit. Here's my question. Becky's belts are so huge. Well, yeah, because they just use the same. Uh, they use the same belt. Go ahead, Eric. I mean, prep. No. Uh, yeah, I was just looking at the picture again on, <clears throat> excuse me, on Instagram, and somebody said something about the Becky figure, and Bill McKenna replied, "Don't worry, guys. This is a hand painted prototype. It's okay. gonna be way cleaner when it comes out." Okay, so it's basically like that Shawn Michaels, how how we were like terrified of what it looked like. And then we finally got the the, the final pictures. It's like, okay, this actually looks good. Do you guys think this is it for Ultimate Editions? Uh, I I I would think so because maybe they'll give it to the end of the year. Because I don't know how they sell. That's that's gonna be my point. I think series. I want to say I think series one sold well, but that Ronda went so cheap. I really didn't care about series two. I haven't seen three in the while. I'll probably buy full three. I'd probably buy 
uh, full four. I would buy series two if I could get it for the low, but I guess that really no is going to depend how Shinsuke. You have no elite Shinsuke. Yeah. I only have the NXT um, defining moments. But no, I mean, I'm I sorry, guess I... no need for the Shinsuke. Oh, no edition. need. Yeah, because my thing with the Shinsuke, I've seen it on Amazon for as low as 15 bucks, but as you guys know, it fluctuates. So, like, like I would get it just for the parts, just to swap like a head on for my on the my on the define a moment Shinsuke to get like a better head scan on it and, and and for the hands if I can get it for the right price. But yeah, I've only seen Ultimate Editions ever at Target. I've never seen them at Walmart or anything else. But they do drop in price quick, and I haven't seen the Triple H and Finn Balor in store. I have both, but I haven't seen them in stores at all. But like I said, I have no idea how like how they sell at all. But, but my, my target doesn't have... Like, the three targets in my area, I haven't seen any on shelves. Man, I just think... I feel like there's so many they can do with this line. It'd be a shame if they only could do four series. Yeah, because... Like I said, like, I'll get them to the end of the year because let's say, like, this Becky and, this Becky and Cena... What's it, what, what's it saying on ringside? What, May or June, maybe? J- give it to the end of the year because... I thought it would have been smart for them to get a Hogan... Um, a Hollywood Hogan because that would be perfect, but I'm not sure how the Storm Collectibles thing works for him. But Hollywood Hogan would be perfect because you can come. He can come with the tank. He can come with the inter- interchangeable hands. He can come with a NWO WCW belt. He can even come with the weight belt if you want, and different head sculpts. So I thought that would be a good debut for Hollywood Hogan in that line. Yeah, uh, man, that's. I, if you want one to sell well, release that. It, it's game over. You, you that thing would never hit clearance. I mean, that would be people would be paying the high from the jump. Yeah, because even when I'm not sure if it was you, Eric, or I saw it on Instagram, but people were seeing their ultimate editions on clearance. But I never saw my ultimate editions on clearance, <laughs> so I would like hunt around for it, but I never saw it. I saw some got marked down to ten or twelve dollars and. My yeah, one was at full price, but I did see it on Twitter and Instagram going around that when the Ronda one came out, the Ronda and Warrior were being clearanced out for cheap, but I never saw it. And one more thing we're going to get, uh, I'm not sure because Ringside didn't post this. Somebody else did and threw a Ringside watermark on it, but everybody else took it down right away. We're getting a Ringside exclusive Triple H in China two-pack and the mock-up. <laughs> Granted, it's just a prototype or whatever, but that entire thing was, I'm going to quote Ryder, that's so Jax, because she had a spinner in the thing, uh, and in the box made no sense, because of Triple H with the world ti- with the WWF title, but there's a wing eagle in the box, instead of a big eagle with her, but I'm sure like the spinner will be replaced for at least a European title, because it wouldn't make sense for a big eagle to be in there. Ringside hasn't made a lot of mistakes with belts, but they've made a handful. So if they did Sean's two belts, if they did a wing eagle and European, I'd be completely fine with it because it would make sense because that's what China always carried around. And, I mean, that that entrance gear um, is kind of Sean Hunter DSX, DX-esque. But yeah, uh, that that thing I'm very excited about. That that battle pack's gonna be all that. I just need it for the China. I'm sorry. 
I was looking on ringside because you guys brought it up, and I was like, damn, I do need these Bellas, and the package deal is $24. <laughs> it was cheaper back a few uh, in, during the holidays. I think it was like 20 bucks. Yeah. Oh, if by the way, you guys, I haven't talked about figures in a while because I slowed down after that run like two years ago, but Philly is so dry. I went to the, my pegs today, and there were like eight Nikki Bellas on the shelf. <laughs> so, well, well, Delaware was been Delaware's been a wasteland if you've seen <laughs> from my from the pictures I've, I've seen I've sent you guys. I I checked my Walmart next to my job on my lunch break, and I have to work for almost a month straight. I, I don't think I've done a hunt in two plus weeks, and I feel like I probably missed an Ono in my area. You missed a you probably missed an Anvil for me too. I can't find that. You know, Maybe I'll, I'll get back in the wild tomorrow, pending my time. Uh, thanks, Boo. But uh, no, you you you'll go on like seven hunts and be late like normal. Oh yeah, well I, I got to. Like I don't go down that way on the reg. I gotta hit him. Skip it. Well, you must miss me. It's that party much. time. <laughs> All right, so to get to the real meat and potatoes, uh, before I get into AEW. Did you guys listen to Jeremy Padauer on the Major WF Pod before you guys saw these figures? I did not. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. Yeah, it was a great interview. You have to listen you to ha- it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He talks nothing about the figures, but I thought he did. Like, he's such an interesting character, and it was cool to hear him talk about, like, the biz back then. Well, it's not even that prep. It's just, I feel like that interview was the perfect lead-in to the debut of the figures because of what they were talking about, such as, like, uh, uh, employee editions and numbered chases and collector's editions and one of 100s and stuff like that and the whole, like, treacherous trio packs and stuff like that. So when so when I listened to that before they showed Dynamite, and then when I saw it and then over the, over the weekend, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, that interview was the perfect prelude to the reveals so aw unrivaled series one we got young bucks with entrance well, well nick and matt jackson they're sold separately with the entrance gear everybody's gear is based off double or nothing unless i say so we have cody with sledgy we have a cody one of 500 rare edition gold tights with a black and red shirt brandy Rhodes, kenny omega with entrance gear Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho in the Painmaker gear, and a Chris Jericho of one of 1,000 chase with an Inner Circle shirt and AEW world title. Now, I know you guys are looking forward to all these because we don't have any of them at all, but which ones stand out to you the most? Oh, that MJF figure. Well, that's series Wait, two. Wait, for- well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm ahead of myself. <laughs> Control yourself for two seconds, please. Listen, Matt Jackson... His face is so good. Like, all the face scans are awesome. We already know that because Jeremy Padauer did that when he was at Jax. But I love, love, love the, you know, the, the articulation, like the, the body molds that they use. I love it. These look great. All of them. And Cody's face is fantastic, too. Yes. Eric? Um... I, I instantly I gotta say just because double or nothing the 
Dustin Rhodes Cody match is just such a vivid memory. Um, that Cody with the sledgehammer from Wave One is the series one is probably what I am the most excited for. It, we're just talking about series one though, correct? Yes, that's series one. You're gonna need one mock so cousin Craig can sign it. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, so I will you know, I'll mention this and I'm excited for both Jericho's. Obviously belt mark of the world. I mean, I need both Jericho's. actually uh, probably just for this the entirety of this line, every chase I'm gonna want. That's gonna be like a no brainer. Actually they're Alright, I think for the most part, for what we're seeing thus far, I'm jumping the gun. Um, before we get into Series 2, I'll give my one little splurge. I'm already ready. Like, I'll probably I'll probably hunt down a mock line of these. In, But, like, I think I'm going to do a pre-order of Wave 1 and skip Kenny. And then I'm probably going to get the ring. And the ring comes with a different Kenny. So it's be like, alright, I'll well- settle for something. Yo, I actually pre-ordered in Wave One with with uh, anybody discount code. That's probably the best bet because it still comes out to basically retail. Yeah, and, and for me, I don't get tax, so it, it it works out better for me. But that's the best way to go. But I think say less. They getting shipped to Delaware, baby. I've told you guys that numerous times. But uh, but I think the weakest out of this first set is Brandy. But it's be only because that's the worst attire she's ever wore. <laughs> I think, but it does look. It's just about spot. It's just about spot on. I love what everybody's doing, and how everybody. This looks. her figure, too, first figure, right? Yes. Yeah, I have none of any. Yep, that's her first figure. And the, the the fun thing is what the chase is when you find them in the wild. And granted, we don't know how these things are gonna be distributed distribu- distributed yet. But nobody. If we find a chase, it's like fuck you. <laughs> it's mine at this point. Because <laughs> like the, like the fact that they're numbered. And like, and then they also have the classic superstars, similar looking box. So it's like, oh my god, this box is actually cool. And then the fact that everything's numbered, like the Cody Rare Edition, and then there's a Chase Edition. So the Cody's actually number one of five hundred. So it's like, okay, this is one of five hundred. It's like you have more incentive to keep it mock, or mint on card, or to get it signed if you're in the autographs. So that it adds to the figure hunt, figure hunting even more now because now it's like. If you find it, let me know. It's like, uh, I kind of want it for myself. If you don't want it, you don't want it. But it's like, uh, I could do something with this. And in, we, and in Series 2, we're getting John Moxley, Dustin Rhodes, MJF, Hangman Page, Pentagon Jr., and Ray Phoenix. And they both will have swappable heads. Anything about these this wave? <clears throat> Shout out to... Uh, I'm sorry. Shout out to the Lucha Brothers. For having figures coming out one two, year, two, lines. two different lines. And which I need ones do you both. like better? Yeah, I definitely need both. But which one are you liking more? I just like the AW figures. Like, I think I think the, it's something about the bodies on them. Like, and it and it pains me. I know we're not going to talk about it, so I'm gonna bring it up now. But like, why couldn't they use those bodies for the UFC figures? <laughs> Why did oh. they have to use that strange form factor for it? Oh, they're not the same? No. It's terrible. And then the soft goods trunks look awful. I hope they do better. Well, 
again, with see, uh, Wave 2, I need them all. Uh, Moxley being one of my favorite guys in the company, I want to say that's my favorite. Um, MJF from knocking over wrestling figures. He sure has came a long way. Um, that figure's awesome. The Lucha Bros, just like what Prep said, two different companies making them. Hangman's figure is amazing. It's my most expensive micro brawler. But honestly, I'm probably the most excited about this Dustin. I've seen countless, not countless, I've seen a few good customs of this attire. And just to think that this man has had WWF, WCW, WWE, TNA, and now an AEW figure, I mean, this is fire. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, well, of course I'm looking forward to all of them. But I think the one that stands out the most is the MJF. Because it's like spot on. Like, it's like him shrunken down into plastic. And the, the, with the whole Lucha Brothers thing, I'm glad that they're coming out because I was curious about how many waves is, are they going to actually going to show. And I think they're, they show, they're basically going to be release, releasing figures every quarter. So <clears throat> I'm looking forward to seeing what Series 3 and 4 will be. But the whole Pentagon and Phoenix, I didn't order, what is it, Boss Fight Prep that's doing the other ones? Or Super Seven yeah. boss fight, so I didn't boss order. Fight. I didn't order the boss fight one. So the fact that well, we're gonna boss fight is the site they're being, they're sold from. That's the the it was the first outlet, but it's um, Mass Republic. Mass Republic. Okay, Mass Republic. Okay. okay, well I didn't order the Mass Republic ones, so I was kind of skeptical. I was kind of like, oh well, will they do it since they got these other ones coming out? But I'm glad we're actually getting Ray and, uh, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon figures, and I think they both look great, and they have the. The, uh, the interchangeable hands and heads as well. So both series I'm looking forward to the most. And you guys talked about the Lucha Libre figures. We also get, we're getting from Mass Republic uh, and Boss Fight. Legend of Lucha Libre, we're getting a Conan, Lady Marvella, uh, Juventud Guerrero, Pentazero, Ray Figs, and Atea Valkyrie. Anything, any one of those do anything for you guys? Um, it's the best I mean, time ever for wrestling figures. Definitely. Yeah. They're all interesting. That that first two, they're really starting it so hot with that first two. I'm interested by the basics. I mean, the Ray Phoenix in the street clothes is dope. Um, the, the the whole basic line is really good. Um, the Hooventude, you really can't tell what it is going to look like because the tattoos aren't added in the blueprint. But, um, I mean, that you put the tie up with, uh, if I can get, like, a early John Morrison Elite, that'd be fire. <laughs> or current, because he's back. Or current. They, uh, he smacked down Tag Champ. Yeah, they, and, they're, and they're recently married, so it'll fit, it'll fit better than an old one. <clears throat> and you'll save a ton of money. And anything else? Uh, I know you guys, uh, oh, prep, the UFC figures. No, so uh, the first line will have Conor McGregor. John Jones, Khabib, Max Holloway, Daniel Cormier, and one other fighter that I'm blanking on. But um, Mike just Jackson. to go back to <laughs> just to go back <laughs> to the AEW figures, uh, they did show in the uh, series two setup uh, two question marks at the bottom. Two chases. Yes. Yeah, two chases at the bottom. Um. I have to imagine if we had to pick fantasy book, fantasy book, wave three, 
Who do you want to see? I think it has to be SCU. SCU, fact. And like two other guys, like could be SCU and Luchasaurus. Well, well, I'm, I'm glad you said that because remember this, the Jeremy Padauer interview when they were talking about all the things Jacks did, for like for treacherous trios. I was thinking there are two groups that are trios in AEW. That's Lucha uh, Lucha Express. I mean, I mean, what is it? Uh. Uh, Jungle Jurassic Boy, Express. Jurassic, Jurassic Express, and SCU. So maybe we'll get a treacherous trio or some... I just botched their name. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we'll get a trios pack because they talked about it in the Jerry, Jerry Padauer interview too. I'm not sure what the price point will be for a three-pack if anybody will be willing to drop $60 in one spot. But that's, that's well, a possibility as well. I, I, I know it before fifty nine ninety nine. <laughs> I know I know the day before they showed the series two pictures, I was making jokes in the group text about like, you know, who who wave two was gonna be. I you know, I think I said the Lucha Brothers, MJF and um or maybe I said Moxley. I can't remember, but I know I said SCU. SCU hasn't been seen yet. I really hope it's them. Uh while we're on the topic of fantasy booking though, tomorrow, aka the time people are listening to this, ringside ex- uh, ringside collectibles is announcing the first aew ringside exclusive i mean we can go uh, we literally could talk about this for an hour but if everyone could say what their one wish is and what do they actually think it's gonna be nobody sees it but uh, I, I, am see throwing it. Up I see it. The, uh, the barely so thumbs up so you're thinking it's Orange Cassidy and want it, or that's one or the other? Orange Cassidy, I'm replacing the head of him with the Alo head. <laughs> you got you got a loose D-Lo, right? <laughs> I definitely. I could right now if you need me to. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think Biggie Dan's selling a, a mock one. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll because. Uh, since since Kenny comes with the God, I would think it has to be a big name, don't you think? You think it has to be right? I, would I feel think like it has, it has to. to. You know, you know what? Can I go first then? Go ahead. You know who I think it's gonna be, and I want it. I I almost asked Chick Foley had on her thing like who is it gonna be? I was gonna put the Young Bucks. I could see it being the Young Bucks, like just because another attire. Um, it's gonna be Darby Allen. I like that too. Yep. Skateboards and gang signs. For his, for his first figure, though, an exclusive. Well, well, what? So time out. Time, here, here's here's a good one, I, and we all know it from the podcast. <laughs> Ringside's first exclusive was a Taz, right? I don't remember. Uh, I think Ringside's first exclusive was a ja- uh, Jack's Taz. I could be wrong. Listeners, troll me in the comments, but I think it was a Taz. I think it was a Superstars classic, just like this box. So, I mean, and if we, I mean, if we think New York-esque, the last couple ones, Angle Shield, ECW, Matt Hardy, Brian Kendrick, they haven't been doing, like, yeah, I'm not trying to discredit Matt or Angle, but I mean, they haven't been doing the biggest things. I don't yeah, I, I guess it's either. I think it's the Bucks or Darby Allen, the Bucks to redo people that they have already done. But 
Yeah, I kind of think I'll go. I'll go with you on the Bucks because one, they're toyetic, and two, they're the ones that don't have a second figure right now. Because remember, Kenny is coming in that two pack. I mean, the ring. Mm-hmm. He has the regular and the ring. Yeah. Cody. So half of, half of series one is gonna have duplicates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or uh, they told about this on fully posable, and have Brandy with Pharaoh. Or like a Cody Brandy with Pharaoh or something like that, but I I do think it it ends up being the Bucks, but they're the only ones that the big names that don't have like a chase or a second figure. Everybody else does. All right, so we all got our ringside exclusive opinion on. Uh, one thing I thought Prep was going to say, but we all kind of skipped over. Who do you think the two from Series Two will be the chases? Um. I feel like MJF, but would MJF in a suit be weird? Oh, no. I'll take that. Like, I, I think that'd be fire, but it's like, do we get him in a suit before <laughs> Cody? I don't know. Like, But that, I'm, I'm all, I mean, I think that'd be fire. That'd be so good. I feel like it has to be MJF. No, I, I think it might be uh, Phoenix and Pentagon, maybe. But that, so then it would have to be equivalent exclusivity, you would think? Uh <clears throat> I don't, like don't they wear red? And then, right? And then, but their their uh, mass republic figures are red, so maybe they're even. Maybe uh, these companies are saying, "Well, hey, they have other figures coming out. Why give them two? Yeah, because because Dustin hasn't had a different attire yet in AEW. MJF in a suit. I'm 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 all for it. Hangman, maybe do Hangman hang- with a beer <laughs> in a shirt or something. Did did Moxley only wrestle in trunks in New Japan? I believe so. He didn't do that in AEW? I don't recall. I don't think so. No, he did. Um, Janela, I'm pretty sure one of his matches was... Eh, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like his second... His first or second match in AEW, I think he wore trunks. Eh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I am. Yeah, I could I could see it being Moxley. It yeah, would make but, sense. But the ringside reveals tomorrow, right? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, I'm I'm just about positive it's probably the Bucks, since since all the top guys in Wave One already have a second figure. Exciting time to be a wrestling figure collector. Definitely. Any, anything else from Toy Fair down to you guys, Bestie? You can get a well. The the, the people that I think. One Toy Fair after AEW. AEW is going to win by default. But it was uh, Turtles. And you could finally get your Super Shredder, your, your Big Kev Super Shredder signed. No. Is the, is the, the, what would you call it? The house? Is that like city building, which I think is like a retro playset from Ninja Turtles? Is that re releasing or is that just for the display? It's re releasing. I got time for that. <laughs> you could use that with the figs. Yeah, you you mean the backdrop thing, right, or whatever the hell? Yeah, have. yeah, that's yeah. that's supposedly releasing. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> yeah, so Prep got his UFC off. So once I saw a Super Shredder and I knew it was Big Kev, I I knew you had you probably end up getting it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of decent because you're kind of because you're such a mark. But so I knew you would do that. Anything else for you guys from Toy Fair or anything in general? Hmm. 
there's news that if you're going to the Delaware House show, I think on Sunday, uh, Hawkins and Ryder will be there. There's a Delaware House show on Sunday? Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. I, I've well, been... uh, what, what's it called? Barker's Center? No, if it's, if it's, if it's by me, then it's uh, at the Bob Carpenter Center. Bob Carpenter. Carpenter, but whatever word I said, same, same-ish. Yeah, because yeah, I've been checking for like a, the autogra- WWE appearances for autograph signings, but nobody's doing McIntyre's it. McIntyre's coming. Yo, if they're in mean, Delaware, you, you think they're going to Dover? Uh, Dwayne's not there. He's at C2E2. They don't care about him. <laughs> and I don't think they'll have anything that they want. He'll have anything they want. Yeah, because I, I, I know Sasha Banks is going to be at uh, Cherry Hill Mall next Saturday. That's just a throwing throws away right here. Mm-hmm. But the Oxford Valley Mall, that's where um, that's where McIntyre is going to be mm-hmm. next uh, on the seventh. Yeah, and I wonder if I'll run into any of them at the gym. <laughs> Take oh. a picture in the bathroom, like I did. <laughs> I'm curious. Oh man, if I see Carmelo and Jim, no, you said it's raw. Yeah, I, want, I wouldn't see anybody I like. If I saw Seth in the gym, I'd probably try to knock him out. But anyway, anything else, you guys? I think you got a, a little segment for us. Oh, you're right. Yeah, uh, let's wrap it up with that before uh, Prep falls asleep. All right, go ahead, Eric. Something you, new you and different. This, so go ahead. Man, if I named it, you, you think I remember? I'm like freaking Hangman Page out this mug. But, yeah, so a few weeks back, we had the best prep and friend trio in here. We did a little segment where if you could bring back a discontinued Mattel WWE figure line that is no longer in production, how would you sell it? And what I did is I brought that Hall of Fame line back, and I specifically went to what there was only three of, Hall of Fame four-packs, four-pack elite. So my best friend Aaron's going to come up with a different line of Mattel figures and – we're going to try to follow the concept and figure a way to get it back in shelves, give Bill McKean and the crew a nice little suggestion here. <laughs> All right, so uh, I don't remember what this was called, but there was a Rey Mysterio and an Undertaker. Was this, is it a six-pack or a five-pack? Six-pack. Okay, so I'm basically going to do uh, Shawn Michaels' second career. So we're, gonna, so we're going to start with the SummerSlam gear with the tank top and the jeans fight when he fought Triple H at SummerSlam 2002. Then we're going to jump to Survivor Series 02 with the doodoo brown tights and the haircut. <laughs> uh, next, we're going to go to... Well, he, they did, his base, his latest basic is Royal Rumble. So we're going to go to WrestleMania 19 against Jericho. Then we're going to go back to the return of DX. In 2006, and then we're going to go his match against John Cena at WrestleMania 23. And even though this will be much of this will be a reissue, we're going to do his uh, white attire when he fought The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. I like it. I'd buy it. I also love Shawn Michaels, so. You want me to go, go next? Prep. Yeah, I want to save the best for last. All right, so I'm going to cheat. I'm actually going to get off the call after this because I really got to run upstairs. But uh, for me, um, my favorite classic wrestler, Sting, 
and we've seen one of these before in Toy Biz. But uh, for me, it's have uh, a Surfer Sting, a a Crow Sting, a Wolfpack Sting, a TNA Sting, a TNA Joker Sting just to pop somebody, and then the WWE Sting. So that would be my fantasy line. It's fantasy, eh? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Hold, uh, hold on, hold on. You, you redo yours when prep leaves. I want prep to hear mine before I go. So um, obviously also for the fans, th- these were all – I'm going to assume we're redoing this in a nice way where it would be elites. These two, Undertaker and Rey Mysterio, were basic six-packs. Um, mine would be a six-pack of the most underrated – greatest wrestler currently with wwe it's going to be a six pack of the truth um <laughs> you're going to have our truth our truth debut like i'm sorry our, our, no i want a k quick first figure is going to be k quick then you're going to speed up to the introduction of little jimmy you're going to have figure gear from his tag title reign with um kofi kingston his U.S. title gear with American accessories, and then as much 24-7 paraphernalia, you can cram it into the end. Boom. Fire. All right. Well, before prep, you go away. I'm taking out the WrestleMania 19 Shawn Michaels, and I'm inserting uh, NWO Shawn Michaels. Oh, <laughs> dad jeans, tucked in t-shirt yes, with, the, with the hat. Good way to finish it. Nice little comeback. Love you guys. Great to see you. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, Prep. All right, Vesty, anything else for you today? Ugh, we got to stretch our back from carrying him all night. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it, man. All right, yeah. man. Well, I guess that's the show, guys. Uh, make sure to give us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and head over to KyleAndElbow.com and use promo code MattMadness for 10% off your order. And head over to WhatAManeuver.net for your Matt Madness gear. So for Josh Propagina, for Act 2 Flyer, Eric Trimbicki, I'm Alo Aaron Lloyd, and we will see you guys next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.